Well, Merry Christmas, and thank you for joining us today. When Pastor Justin realized that he would not be back in time for the service, he uh, called me and asked me to preach. And um, at that time, I I took my Bible and I started reading, and um, I believe the Lord led me to this message. And so quickly this morning, we're going to take a look at Matthew chapter 2. So if you would, turn with me this morning. Matthew chapter 2, we're going to read a little bit about the story of the wise men and their encounter with Christ. And I believe God will has something to, to say to each of us this morning from this passage. Matthew chapter 2, starting in verse 1, we're just going to read the first two verses. The Bible says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. Now I think it's significant that the wise men came to worship Christ. They knew that Christ was worthy of worship. By the way, notice, they did not worship Herod. Later in the passage, they come and they they meet Herod in Jerusalem. They speak to Herod. They come before his throne as king over all of the land. They don't worship Herod. But they came to worship Christ. How did a solitary star in the night sky, in the west, to a group of men who are known as wise men, signify... That this was God come in the flesh. And on that thought, I believe that there's something more to the story. See, the, the word wise men, and, and you're familiar with the word magi. Uh, the word magi is the Greek word for uh, wise men as it's translated in our Bible. But uh, the word wise men there, or magi, means a Babylonian, Mede, or Persian, who are teachers, priests, or astrologers. Some think that maybe they saw the star by happenstance or coincidence, but I I don't think so. As I was reflecting on this passage, I I remembered somebody else who spent some time in Babylon, who spent some time with wise men. And maybe you're familiar with the story of Daniel, a man who was taken to Babylon not by his own choice, but as a result of sin in the land of Israel and, and was led there in captivity. And he spent some time there. And in time, just like Joseph and years before, God lifted him up. We're going to look at Daniel chapter 2 here for just a moment, but if you're familiar with the story, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. He had a dream and he couldn't remember what the dream was. And so Nebuchadnezzar came to all of his wise men and he said, hey, I had a dream last night and I'm a little confused. I know it was significant. I know it was important. I know that there was something that had to be known from the dream that I had last night. Could you explain it to me? And his wise men said, well, king, uh, you know, we are familiar with interpreting dreams, so if you would just tell us the dream, then we'll be happy to explain it to you. And the king said, well, there's one little problem. I don't remember the dream, but I know it was important. Well, the wise men are just befuddled. They, ha- they have no idea what to do. They-, they cannot explain a dream if they can't hear the dream. And so they, uh, uh, Herod, or I'm sorry, uh, Nebuchadnezzar goes through and he asks wise man after wise man after wise man, trying to determine the importance or significance in the interpretation of this dream. And all of his wise men are, are beyond help. They, they cannot do anything for him. And so Nebuchadnezzar, in anger and frustration, threatens to kill all of the wise men. He says, if you do not deliver to me an interpretation, I will have you all killed. Well, Daniel hears about this and Daniel answers to someone great. So he goes to the Lord in prayer and he says, God, if you'll give me the interpretation of this dream, and God delivers it to him. He goes before Nebuchadnezzar and says, God has given me 
your, the interpretation of your dream, not the God you believe in, but the God, my God, God Jehovah. Nebuchadnezzar listens to it, and in Daniel chapter 2, he explains what the dream was. Uh, chapter 2, verse 31 through 35, Thou, O king, sawest, and beheld a great image, this great image, whose brightness was excellent, stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible. This image's head was of fine gold, his breast and his arms of silver, his belly and his thighs of brass, his legs of iron, his feet part of iron and part of clay. Thou sawest till a stone was cut out without hands, which smote the image upon his feet that were of iron and clay, and brake them to pieces. Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, and the gold broken to pieces together, and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors. And the wind carried them away, and there was no place found for them. And the stone that smote the image became a great mountain. It filled the whole earth. Now, Daniel thankfully explains this dream. And he explains it in just a simple way. And I'll I'll briefly read through this. Nebuchadnezzar, he says, you're the first kingdom. You are the golden head. You saw a statue in your dream and it had different parts. And each of those parts signified something different. He said the golden head represented your kingdom. He said there's after you will come an inferior kingdom, the chest and arms of silver. Then another kingdom, a third kingdom, the stomach and thighs of brass. A fourth kingdom will be signified by the legs of iron. And lastly, a fifth and divided kingdom made out of feet of iron and clay. He said, but there's something else that you saw in your dream. You saw a stone. A stone that rolled down a mountain and crushed the, the, the statue as you saw it. Crushed every kingdom. And under this stone, nothing can stop it. This stone will together conquer and every kingdom will surrender under its power. It will become so large that it will fill the entirety of the world. He told him about a king who would come and set up his earthly kingdom. Now you know the story, Daniel 2 verse 47, the king answered unto Daniel and said, Of a truth it is that your God is a God of gods. Nebuchadnezzar got saved, put his faith in our God. A Lord of lords and a revealer of secrets, see now couldst reveal this secret. Then the king made Daniel a great man and gave him many great gifts and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon, the chief of the governors over all the wise men of Babylon. You see, God was setting the scene for the birth of Christ hundreds of years. Hundreds of years before Christ ever came. He's been doing it for a millennia. You know, I wonder sometimes how Daniel and Babylon must have felt. Cast out, taken into captivity, put into a place he would not have chose for himself, under circumstances and situations that he himself was not really guilty of. How much depression, anxiety, frustration, looking for the rescue that never came, And this morning, as we reflect on the birth of Christ, don't ever doubt that God is working in your life. Daniel in Babylon, he didn't understand it. He didn't understand it. And even as he got to witness to Nebuchadnezzar, and even as he got promoted, he didn't understand the full picture. Because 500 plus years later, Christ was coming. And Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar's salvation, Daniel's presence in Babylon, being put over in charge of all of the wise men, set the scene for what Christ would later be in Matthew chapter 2. Every tragedy, heartbreak, 
frustration, an event beyond your control is part of a great tapestry that God is weaving together to make all things come together for good. You see, the wise men, they came not to search out the truth. They already knew the truth. They had Daniel. They had Daniel who had predicted exactly what would occur. They were watching for the God King who would come. They came as believers in that God King who would rule and reign. They came as ambassadors from a nation who believed that this same God would someday rule and conquer every nation in the world. They came to prove their allegiance to the God in human form who was born in a manger. Now, Daniel's prophecy came as incomplete and without context. You know that Daniel predicted events that will happen someday in our future. He, he predicted revelation. He predicted the end of the world. He predicted what will happen later when Christ will come again the second time and will set up his earthly kingdom. But these wise men did not understand that, like Daniel did not understand that. Daniel saw what he understood. He wrote it down, and these wise men worked from his knowledge. Someday, Christ will come back. And praise the Lord, he will set up his earthly kingdom. For now, in Bethlehem, he came to seek and to save that which was lost. Christ was born to die. Maybe you come this morning lost with a feeling of hopelessness, seeking the truth. Maybe you're unsure of what the future holds for you. And maybe you feel an, an emptiness. You haven't experienced the peace that comes from trusting in Christ as your Savior. You know, the Bible is clear. Romans 6.23 says, says, For all of sin and come short of the glory of God. Every one of us is a sinner. If there's one thing in common that we all have here this morning, it's that we are all sinners and deserve to die and go to hell. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. And death there means death in hell. Unfortunately, that's the bad news. We've all sinned. And as a result of that sin, we deserve to die and go to hell. But the verse doesn't stop there. For the wages of sin is death, but. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. See, Christ came to be born in a manger to die on a cross for the sins of the world. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. First of all, you know you're a sinner. Secondly, you know you deserve to die and go to hell. And thirdly, you know that Christ came and was born to die to give you an opportunity to go to heaven. The fourth thing you've got to understand this morning, if you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, if you feel a sense of helplessness, the Bible says that you can ask Christ to be your Savior. Uh, uh, Romans 10 verse 9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Not may be saved, thou shalt be saved. If you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, let me say this morning that God wants you to spend eternity with Him. You say, why did Christ come? Why 2,000 years ago did Christ come to be born in a manger? How does that impact me today? This is it. He came to die for your sins. That's why He was born. That's why Christ was born to be laid in a manger to be visited by wise men, to grow up in Israel, to die for our sins. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you'd like to accept 
God's gift of eternal life. I'm going to pray a simple prayer. and This simple prayer will not take you to heaven, but the belief in your heart will. And if you believe what we've talked about, you believe you're a sinner, you believe you deserve to die and go to hell, you believe that Christ wants you to have a gift of eternal life and that you can't get there without Christ, I hope you'll word this simple prayer with me. Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I know I deserve to die and go to hell. But I don't want to. I want to accept your gift of eternal life. Thank you for loving me when I didn't deserve it and for sending your son to be born in a manger in order to die on a cross for my sins. Thank you for saving me, Jesus. Now, with every head bowed and every eye still closed, if you prayed that prayer, I want to rejoice with you. I won't embarrass you. I won't call you out. Would you raise your hand? I see that hand. Thank you. Are there any others? First time today you've prayed that prayer and you accepted Christ as your Savior. Thank you. I see that hand. Are there any others? I see that hand on the balcony. Thank you. Now, Christians, you can look up at me. The Bible gives us one description of what the wise men did when they encountered Christ. Matthew chapter 2, verses 10 through 11 says, When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, and frankincense and myrrh. See, three things that the wise men did that we can do today. First of all, they rejoiced. Can I encourage you to take a moment today and thank God for what he's done for you? Take a moment today and just spend some time reflecting on on what Christ has done, what he's saved you from, what he's brought you through. Rejoice in Christ today. Number two, you'll notice that they worshiped. Spend some time today worshiping Christ for the great work that he's done. You may not understand all of the significance. You may not know everything that Christ is doing in your life today, but you can worship him for what you've seen him do and what you're confident he will do in your future. Worship him today. Lastly, the wise men gave him gifts. Can I encourage you today? to give back to Christ this season. Give back to Christ as a response in love for what he's done for you. And you know there's many ways to give back to Christ. You can give him your time. You can give of your finances. You can give of your abilities. There's so many opportunities. Would you, this season, choose to give back to Christ for what he's done? They've re- they rejoiced, they worshiped, and they gave. Every head bowed, every eye closed. We're going to pray one last time. Father, we love you. Thank you for this reminder from the wise men about how you're always working in our lives. Help us, Lord, to to remember what you've done and in response to rejoice, to worship, and to give back. We'll give you the honor and praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. At this time, Wesley's going to come and sing A Holy Night for us. If you would, get your candles ready. The ushers are going to come forward and begin to light those. If you could use your candle to help someone around you get theirs lit, that would be a blessing. Wesley, sing for us. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. In 
sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth a thrill of hope the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new there we're going to stand together and sing that first verse of silent night i have my candle but i need someone to help me light this one here it's beautiful from the platform we're going to sing this uh first verse together Sing that first verse of Silent Night. Ready? Here we go. Silent Night, holy 
we do this? I know I said the way I did the first, but could we, Krista, give us the first notes there on that same verse, and then she's going to back off of the piano. I want to hear your voices this morning. It's sounding really good. Let's try this same verse again. Ready? Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin to you about your candles help us out Uh, you can blow those out here momentarily and then the ushers have containers that we can put our candle in adults if you'll help your children with that as well we greatly appreciate it we want to thank you for coming and hope that you have a very merry christmas today let's go to the lord in a word of prayer heavenly father we thank you for this gathering here today this is a room full of people who love you and believe in putting you first and Celebrating the birth of our Savior is a wonderful thing. Thank you for each one who participated in singing and sound and bringing the message and playing instruments and just all that pertains to uh, putting something like this together. I pray that you would use this to strengthen us spiritually. And Lord, may we continue throughout our day thinking of our Savior, Jesus Christ, the greatest gift you could ever give us. Please give us safety as we go about our day. Thank you for these here. We ask your blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. You are dismissed.